What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Mucky Finance Show podcast. And it is uh, Monday, September 6th. Happy Labor Day to everybody out there. Hopefully, you're uh, relaxing and not working too hard. Um, I, unfortunately, am working on Labor Day, even though I told myself I wouldn't. Uh, I'm kind of having so much fun putting out these podcasts. Uh, it's kind of like a meditation uh, session for me. I run here to this uh, spare room and I just record. So uh, today we're going to be talking about um, the biggest lie, I think, in, in personal finance that I've ever seen, and that's you need to build your credit score. Uh, I think that's like a advice I remember uh, probably getting when I was, I don't know, 15, 16 years old. Um and ever since then in my life, I've heard the advice, uh, if you're going to be wealthy, you need to have a good credit score because with a good credit score, you can borrow money and buy a house, buy a car. Uh, you can have uh, anything that you know your heart desires as long as you have a good credit score. Well, today we're going to uh, debunk that lie. Uh, we're going to explain that myth. And I'm sure if you're listening, you probably heard this at one point in your life. Somebody was gracious enough to bless you with their financial knowledge, and they told you you need a good credit score because, hey, look at them. They're very successful um, because of their good credit score. So first of all, let's explain what is a credit score for those of you maybe that don't even know. Um, probably one of the more used models is the FICO model. Um and I'm just going to break it down. Like this is, again, not my opinion. Of course, the rest of this podcast will be my opinion, but this is exactly from FICO's website. So the algorithm that's used to break down the scores, um, 35% of your FICO score is based on your debt payment history. Uh, another 30% is uh, going to be based on your debt levels or utilization, basically. Uh, 15% is going to be based on the length of your debt. And 10% uh, equally is going to be based off of new debt. And the other 10% of the score is going to be based off of the type of debt. Whew. Let me take a breath there. I'm getting, I'm getting, I don't know if you guys can hear it in my voice every time I get worked up, but now I'm getting worked up. So I just went over five different uh, factors that go into the FICO score. And I I don't know if you guys heard the common denominator there, but the word debt came up a lot. Um, we said the uh, history of your of your debt payment, meaning if you made your payments on time for your debt, um, your debt levels or your debt utilization, um, the length of your debt, the uh, new debt, and the types of debt. So I hear a lot of debt. Here's uh, Let me point out one thing that I don't hear in there. And that's wealth. Um, the FICO score doesn't care if you're wealthy. As a matter of fact, I think wealthy individuals don't have a good FICO score. I just a weird inkling that I might have. But uh, the FICO score doesn't me measure your wealth. So it doesn't measure um, how much cash you have. Uh, it doesn't measure any of your savings. Uh, it doesn't measure your income. It uh, doesn't measure... Uh, your investments. It doesn't measure your IRA assets. Uh, doesn't measure your net worth. So really, when you, if you just look at it at, in the simplest of terms, the FICO score measures how much debt 
you have or how much you use debt. How much do you love debt? So if somebody, an uneducated individual, and not uh, in the in in the uh, scheme of uneducated in life, but uneducated in in personal finances, if they come up to you and and they tout their eight hundred fifty FICO score, and they tell you you need to have a FICO score, just kind of smile and and nod appropriately. You don't want to be rude to this type of individual because they just don't know. Or maybe they do know and they just love debt. So maybe they should get, uh, I've, I've been watching these commercials. I forgot who the company is, but they're hilarious. They're tattooing like um, their uh, annual reports on one another. And uh, maybe this person that gives you this advice that you should have a good credit score, they should have a tattoo on their forehead and it reads, I love debt. Uh, and not like love spelled out, but the heart and maybe have the heart colored in red. Uh, that that would be really cool, you know. So next time, or just carry around a stamp, and when somebody says you should have a gun credit score, just stamp their forehead with "I love debt," uh, because that's basically what they're telling you. To get a good credit score, uh, you have to love debt. And of course, you know me. Uh, I don't know if you guys know my story, uh, but I had the "I love debt" uh, stamped on my forehead. I had an eight hundred thirty credit score. So proud of that score. Um, I, I actually touted my score to other people around me and said, hey, look how good I am. I have an 830 FICO score. You know what that means? I could go anywhere and buy anything. Anything I want, I got. No bank ever told me no. That probably made me very entitled. Uh, I No, stop it. It didn't probably. It made me entitled because I can go and get a $20,000 credit limit on my unsecured credit card, and then I could go buy whatever I want on that. <sighs> Calm down, Mookie. You're getting excited again. But do you see how silly this is? And then and then, uh, these uh, financial experts, I've seen them, and this is kind of what sparked this. <laughs> I was watching a... This is... I swear... Uh, let me go on a little side tangent, then I'll come back to what I'm trying to say. But... Every time I watch TV, I get dumber. I get so irritated because TV keeps people dumb. And they bring these dumb people on to tell you how to uh, be good with your personal finances. And this individual person I was watching said, uh, to be good with your finances, you need to have a good credit score. You need to build your credit. So I'm going to share five ways to build your credit fast. <laughs> and I'm just like, what? 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 Okay. All right, all right. Let me, I, I gave him the benefit of a doubt because I said, okay, you know, trying to, you know, say good things. You know what they said? The reason you want to build your credit and build it fast so that you can afford a car. What? The reason you want to build your credit is so that you can go to school. What? The reason you want to build your credit is so you can buy a house. I said, what? So instead of teaching people to get wealthy and actually have wealth, you're teaching people to borrow money so they can have these things. And and stop. Um, I don't want to come off as a hater that you need a car. I get that. But you don't need a financed car. You need to go to school, but doesn't mean you need to take out $100,000 of student loan debt to go to school. 
And you need a house doesn't mean you need to finance a half a million dollar house. Um, by the way, I'm 100% debt free. Um, I have a car. I have a house. I live somewhere. I, uh, I buy stuff and I don't have a credit card. I don't have a car loan and I don't have a mortgage. Would you look at that? Let me repeat that again. I don't have a car loan. I don't have a credit card. I don't have a mortgage. And I survived. Oh my God, should I even be living in this country with all of you um, intelligent, sophisticated financial people with your debt instruments? Should I even be part of your society? I don't know because sometimes I question, am I the only crazy one that's left standing here? Or, Or like, why are people so in love with debt and why do we promote this on TV? Well, I know why we promote it. Because then you build a society of people that just, they go to work and they pay debt. They, you build a society of slaves is, is, is what I'm trying to get at. And, and the master is the bank. And Chase, Bank of America, uh, Discover, American Express, give me some others, uh, Capital One, uh, what's in your wallet, right? Um, those institutions are getting rich off your back. And another thing that I'm kind of proud of not having a credit card is that I'm not supporting the uh, processing fees of two and a half, three percent that these credit card companies charge merchants. And sometimes, you know, when you go to a mom and pop shop, and uh, I'm sure you guys have seen this, it's it's pretty sad because their margins are usually tight as it is, but you know they 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 really can't afford to pay another three percent to Visa for the for the privilege of using Visa's payment processing system. Like, you kidding me? So I just bring cash to these people. Uh, whenever I shop local, I shop with cash, um, and uh, sometimes I've actually gotten a discount for that. They've actually reimbursed, like they've dropped my price three and a half percent because these people they use the uh, the small businesses they use the is a square, I think square, that white cube thing that processes the payments for them. Um, they charge them three and a half percent to use that. So they obviously pass it along to us. And, uh, I was recently ordering, uh, some pizza from a, a local pizza shop. They have really good pizza, by the way. And, um, I order from there I don't know, every other month or so. And, uh, I went in there and he gave me my total. It was like 25 something. And I pulled out a, a 20 and, and, and a 5, and I was getting ready to count my change. And he said, no, 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 no. Um, for cash, it's 21. I said, oh, really interesting. Cool. Well, here's 25 and keep the rest as a tip. I'd rather do that than give it to these companies, these greedy, no good companies. They keep people indebted for life. So next time you guys hear this uh, amazing, amazing piece of advice from somebody, um, that says you need a credit score. You need to build your credit score. Stamp them with the I love debt on their forehead and then just have a simple conversation. Say, oh yeah, what's your credit score? Uh, how'd you get that credit score? What's your net worth? How'd you get that net worth? And I guarantee you guys, rich people, wealthy people, they don't sit around borrowing a lot of money and being in debt for the rest of their life because that works against you. That's interest that's compounding against you. Credit card interest, if you have a balance on your credit card and you don't pay it off in full, 
You should never use a credit card for the rest of your life. Even if you do pay off your balance, you're still overpaying. One, because you're shopping impulsively. And two, you're forcing these poor mom-pop businesses to charge an extra 2 to 3% um, on, their, on the food or on the uh, service or the item they're selling because you want to be fancy and pull out your piece of plastic. Like, come on. Come on, guys. We're better than this as a society. I really think we're better than this. And I, I just don't understand for the life of me uh, how now this stuff is being spewed on TV and these are financial experts. Why aren't these people talking about paying for stuff in cash and, and having enough cash to actually afford the stuff that you want? I, I always find it funny, you know, everybody wants to talk about the stuff they have, but nobody wants to talk about if they can afford that stuff. If I can't afford something, then the reality is I can't buy that thing. And I'm okay with that. My little uh, my little heart doesn't just break into pieces because I can't afford a $50,000 card today. No, it doesn't. Instead, what happens is I, I'm an adult about it and I say, okay, Moki, you cannot afford that today. Calm down and then come back to me in five years and we'll take a look at your net worth and your numbers and see if you can afford it in five years. Um, and that's kind of how I live my life. Maybe I'm weird. Maybe, like I said, maybe I'm, I'm this weird individual uh, amongst everybody else who's normal. It could be, but... I don't use debt, and I don't think you should either. And I, I cannot support the advice that you need to build your credit score. That's one of the biggest lies I have ever heard because as soon as I became debt-free, that's when my net worth started growing. The entire time I had debt, my net worth was negative. When you have a negative net worth, you owe more to creditors and, and lenders than you actually have. So uh, net worth is is calculated by you take all your assets, subtract out the liabilities. So when you have debt, those are not assets. When you take out a mortgage, that's not really an asset. Yeah, maybe your primary residence goes up in value, but it's a used asset. It's something you live in. So I wouldn't count that as an asset. When you take out a car loan, that's not really an asset unless it's paid off. Uh, same thing with you know credit cards. All those things counts against you on, on under your liabilities page. And on my net worth statement for a long time, uh, at one point it was a hundred thousand. Actually, no. When I added my mortgage in there, it was a hundred sixty-three thousand. Was the worst that I've had on my liability side. Obviously, the best I've had is where it's at now. And it's at zero. Um, and on my asset side, when I had that uh, hundred plus thousand dollars in liabilities, my assets were sixty thousand or something like that. So I was. I was in the hole by a lot. Now I climbed my way out luckily in 2015, 16 and 17 because I had a big income. And even then I still couldn't break even. I still wasn't at zero. I was still like negative, I think negative 14,000 is what it was. No, negative 14,200 at the end of 2017. All because I had a great fake score. I built up my credit. That's what I did because it's the greatest thing in the world. That's, that's, it's idiotic because as soon as 2018 rolled around and I started my debt payoff journey, I didn't even finish paying off all my debt by the end of 2018, but I saw the power of not using more debt. All of a sudden, my net worth went positive and like this light bulb went off in my head and I said, wait a minute, you mean to tell me that if 
I pay this off and I stopped using it, I have more money. <gasps> and this this whole thing, just everything that I thought that I knew around me, reality wasn't real anymore. Because I realized, wait a minute, I think I found the key to success. And then I kept chugging along. And then June of 2019 rolled around. I was debt free. Net worth of over $80,000. And the only reason it became that way is because I just paid off $87,000 worth of debt. So I cut my liabilities to zero. And my net worth went up exactly by the amount that I paid off in liabilities. I said, this is great. And then 2020 rolls around and I'm over 100000 very easily. And then 2021 and I'm at 250000 And now 20, as 2021 comes to an end here in the next couple of months and it'll be 2022, I'll probably be happy to report I'll be somewhere around three hundred fifty dollars to $400,000 as far as my net worth. Guess what? My liabilities are still zero. Zero. Not a nothing. So guess what happened to my credit score because it's been over two years since I've used it. Well, the first time I became debt-free, meaning not the mortgage but just all the other debt, it dropped 50 points. So my 830 went to 780. And then subsequently every month because my credit union still emails me my um, my uh, credit update and my... Uh, my uh, ID tracking, whatever the heck they do for free there, um, if if my identity is stolen. They email me this every month, and I just open it, and you know, I like to look at it. Then the credit score has been dropping and dropping. And then something really magical happened in June of this year. Uh, I got rid of my last ever mortgage. Now, it wasn't much, but I got rid of that mortgage as well. And now I have zero debt for the last three months, and my credit score has taken an even bigger hit. It's crossed under the 700 mark. I think it's free falling towards the 620s right now. And here I am celebrating on the sidelines, crossed a quarter of a million dollars of net worth, currently at 335,000 of net worth and probably headed to 350 or 400 by the end of the year. And I'm celebrating my credit score going down and I'm trying to get through to people and trying to show them this is the way. People are given advice like, you need a good credit score. You need to build your credit. That's how you're going to always have a car payment. That's how you're always going to have a house payment. That's how you're always going to shop on a credit card. That's nonsense, guys. That's nonsense. So thanks for listening to my talk. Uh, for those of you that don't think I've lost my mind yet, I promise, guys, this is all entertainment. This is just kind of uh, uh, hopefully a good piece to teach you that what seems normal is not really normal, and maybe what's not normal is kind of normal. So um, thanks for listening. I appreciate every single one of you. Hopefully, you guys have had a great weekend. Keep enjoying your weekend. Uh, sorry for this 30-minute interruption. But as always, guys, have a great rest of your day, and remember, move obstacles, keep investing. 